You are listening to episode 71. And I also would like to introduce today the Okiki Video Bootcamp. Yes, I will be launching a course, which I will have a wait list in the show notes. And I will be launching some group coaching as well. I know there has been a lot of requests lately of people wanting to learn how can they create content for their own brands. And so I'm looking forward to bringing you along in the journey with that. If that's something that you've wanted to gain skills and techniques on, this will be for you. You'll learn systems on how to create content effectively and efficiently and have more time for yourself in the process while reaching your clients. Again, you can find the information for the Okiki Video Bootcamp in the show notes below. On today's episode, I get to interview the lovely Faith Alani Pekun, who is a fellow woman in tech, as I have slightly ventured into the space myself. And she has started a company called Nylot, which is basically a locally based directory that curates BIPOC people, individuals who are service providers. And so that way you can find people who are specialized at dealing with the needs of those specific populations. So today we get to share her story and learn more about her as a young, millennial techpreneur and how she got into the space on today's episode. By the way, if you are enjoying these episodes, be sure to leave a rating on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts and let me know. How are you enjoying the show? What would you like to see? I always would like to hear feedback and comments and know if this show is making an impact on your life. And on with today's episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fiona Bayan. everyone and welcome to the Okiki podcast and today I have the honor of having a special guest her name is Faith Ola Nipekun and we are really excited to have her on the podcast today because it's in line with Black History Month and she has a directory that focuses on people in the BIPOC community. Her company is called Nyla and that is what they focus on really listing black and brown persons and their list of services and who they can work with and really promoting that. So we're really excited to have you on the podcast and hear more about you, your journey and your story. Well, thank you so much. That was a beautiful introduction there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and we'd love to know what got you started in this direction. Were you always an entrepreneur or someone who wanted to create something like a tech product kind of like this one? Or what was your educational path to getting here? 
ever since I was little, I knew I wanted to get into business. Um, I just didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. Um, and then I got to the U of R. I went into business school. I took an accounting. I was, I'm an accountant. And I got involved in a lot of community work. And so I um, did, you know, Black Lives Matter, the protest. You know, there was just different things that I did on campus. I was the president for the African Student Society. And my friend, who is also my business partner, we've been talking a lot about the fact that we struggle sometimes finding services that we need. So there was one time I actually wanted to get like a laser treatment done. And I went to a lady that I thought could do it for me. I got there and um, she was like, you know, I can do this, but I don't want to ruin your skin. And so it really got me thinking that is so crazy. I spent months, you know, researching this is supposed to be the best place to get my laser treatment done and get in there. She's like, yeah, sorry, can't do it. And so that was a waste of time. And so that really brought the Nyla idea together. And my best friend and I really, you know, we sat down and we said, hey, we, there's I think there's potential to do something here. Really, really help the community, not just us, but, you know, a lot of people that struggle with the same things that we do. And that's how Nyla was created. That's very interesting. And it's funny that it seems so simple, right? Something like skin and laser, but that's definitely something I've been learning more about in terms of skincare, because there's slightly different rules actually for our skin versus other skin types and what's good on our skin and what's not. So minor things become major things when you actually have to get into it. So that's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, a lot of a lot of service providers, a lot of people don't know about that. They don't have the knowledge. A lot of people, when they do go to training and do like skincare training, they don't teach them about like how to, you know, how to work on black skin or how to work on BIPOC skin. And so it's not even their fault because they never got the training. So it's like, how can they really help us if they don't know how to help us in a way? So there's a lot of different things going on with that. Yeah. Definitely. And so you saw this as an opportunity to try and, I guess, close that gap rather between yes. the two and, and just really curating those providers who knew how to specialize, I guess, uh, within that community. So I wanted to ask you then, what were the initiatives you took in creating your brand? And what was the scariest thing you experienced in trying to launch it? Biggest obstacle rather? Probably the biggest obstacle for us was finding a tech person to create this website because we're not tech people. I am an accountant. I don't know anything about websites. You know, my business partner, she's a community organizer. She also doesn't know anything about tech. And so we were trying to find the right person that could work with us. But you also want to find the right fit as well, right? You want to work with someone that fits with, you know, understands the goal, understands the vision, understand what's, what you're trying to create. And we actually found the first time we found someone, we went through a long process and it ended up not working out. So we basically wasted about four to five months. We paid some money. And, you know, it didn't work out. And that was really difficult. And I remember when we decided, okay, we're pulling the plug on this, guys. We're going to go with someone else. I was like, I think this is where we just stop and just, you know, just go left and just say, we're not doing this anymore. But we were like, oh, no, it's okay. We'll find someone else. And we were very lucky to actually find a guy in Moose Jaw. And he's been God sent. He's just been amazing understands what we want without us even saying what we want. And so that's been really, really great. In terms of how we built the brand, so Nylot is actually comes from the world, the River Nile. 
and we were trying to find a name that isn't also taken online. So when you're trying to find a name for your business, when you go on the searcher and it's like, oh yeah, you have to pay $2,500 to be able to take the Riva Nile or to be able to take Nylot or whatever. And so we, we were like, okay, we want to use the people of the Nile and they're called the Nilotes. And so we went on there to try to see if that website name was still available. And it wasn't, you know, it was, you had to pay $12,000, something crazy like that. And we're like, we don't have money for that. So we decided to kind of do a little bit of some creative things here and there. And that's kind of how Nylot came into the picture. And then the Lotus flower is also from the River Nile, the people of the Nile, kind of the place of civilization. And that's kind of, you know, Black people are, we, everything came from us, right? And so kind of going back to our roots is kind of what the brand is about and, you know, trying to make things accessible for people like that. Yeah. So thank you for really breaking it down. So you kind of talked about the tech process because that's a process in itself and then trying to build that, I guess, infrastructure. And then you also talked about what brought the name about. So that's leading me to actually a couple of questions, but I'll start with beyond the building and then you got the name. How did you then reach your audience? Because again, there's the logistical side of of the business, as we all know, listening to the podcast are aspiring either entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, but there's also the, okay, now we've made that dream product. How do we reach the people we're trying to serve? So I'd love to hear you. That's something that we are still working on. And it was definitely a struggle. We had to do a lot of in-person, a lot of talking to businesses, because that was the key to this directory is having enough businesses to be able to put on the website so that users can come there and be like, okay, there's a list here that I can work with. And it was a lot of going to them in person, explaining what the vision is, explaining what we're about, really getting them to know about us and getting to know them, what they do, the services that they offer, and just kind of laying the groundwork for that. So it's it was definitely a lot of work, a lot of trips back and forth because we, we were launched in Regina. So just going to different service providers in Regina and trying to get them on board. And in terms of like the user's side, we've actually actually been very lucky with the users because a lot of people are like, this is something that, you know, I've thought about, I've wanted to do, I've just never had the courage to do it. Or this is something that I think is missing that, you know, would really help me out. So people have been very receptive. We haven't really had to work as hard to get users as we have with businesses, because a lot of the users they see it, they understand the vision, they get it. As soon as we tell them about it, they're like, oh yeah, like that's amazing. I want to be a part of this. So that's been really, really great. The fact that, you know, people are really responsive to it and have been very positive about it. So that's been good. But yeah, with the businesses, it's a lot of, you know, you have to go there in person, really convince them on why they should be on your website. Yeah. And it's challenging, I'm sure, to run a marketplace. Because you're kind of like looking at both sides. So when you were starting this startup, did you do any mentorship, have any mentorship program you're part of or have mentors? And was this something that you got funding for or was it mainly bootstrapped? Yeah, so we've basically bootstrapped the business so far. We are open to get funding soon. However, we did get into Cultivator. So it's basically like an incubator kind of thing. And it's really big in Saskatchewan. And we really, we got into that. We got a lot of mentors. We got, you know, a lot of networking that was really great for us. A lot of, you know, 
resources that we really, really needed at the time. We also are part of um, WESC, which is the Women in Saskatchewan Entrepreneurship. And we also have a mentor and he's been fantastic. Every time we meet with him, we just like learn something new. We're like, oh my God, we didn't think about that. That's so cool. And then we also have another guy that mentors us. He runs off streets technology. So it's like a parking tech business. And he's also been really good. He's just very, he's very smart and he's very techy. And so he really helps us with like the logistics of things. And, and whereas like the West, um, Nick helps us with the marketing and, you know, the people and how do you get people on board? And Matt is more like, so tell me about your tech. <laughs> so it's good to have both sides of of the spectrum and that's been super helpful for us yeah definitely and shout out to west there's so many good programs there yeah we didn't sure. just launched a woman in tech program specifically again so yeah. there's so so many good gems and good people there i, I have to yes. agree <laughs> for sure um yes so going into that and going into how you launched and you talked a bit about the obstacles of getting like the you know the vendor side but aside from that and what do you feel personally was the biggest challenge you had had to overcome in launching this and what was like the biggest surprise that you experienced in launching this startup I'm going to be honest with you so I work full time <laughs> I work a 9 to 5 and my partner also works full time 9 to 5 and it's been so difficult cuz on a regular day without the business you finish work at 5 p.m. you know you maybe go to the gym you watch Netflix it's pretty chill right but then with the business, it's, oh, right, after work, I need to, you know, do this. I need to do this, do this. There's so many things that you have to do. And for me, it was like making sure that I was still able to live, have a life, but at the same time, focus on this business because it's, you know, it's something that I'm very passionate about. It's something that I love. And I also can't quit my job right now because I'm using the money I get from my job to fund this business. Right. So it's, it's really a really hard balance. You kind of have to balance, you know, work and life and business. And so that's been a really big one for us. Another obstacle that we've had to overcome is obviously funding. We are just two black women, you know, in our early 20s where we don't have that much money to, you know, invest in this thing. And so that's also been really hard is, okay, if we can get like $100,000, yes, this could really blow up. But we're basically using what we, the resources that we have right now to make it work. And so that's been, that's been a big challenge is, you know, the fact just finding the balance as well as funding and resources and making sure that, that that's there. The biggest surprise for me would be, I've always prided myself on being the kind of person, like I always have a lot of things going on all the time. And so I was like, oh, this is gonna be a breeze. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna crush this. It's gonna be so easy. I'm used to this. And then I started this and I was like, Ooh, this is actually not what I expected. There's just so much to do. There's so many meetings to have. There's so many people to talk to. There's so many things to think about. You're always having ideas of like how to make this better. So there's always so many things happening at the same time. And so it's been really hard sometimes to just kind of focus, get back into center and be like, okay, here's what we should do. Here's how we go forward from here. And sometimes it's also hard because you 
you tend to doubt yourself like, oh, you know, I can't, you couldn't do this or something like that. You just, you doubt yourself a lot. And, and that's one thing I've been learning is like, it's okay if this thing that you thought was going to work out the way you plan in your head, it's okay to have a plan B. It's okay to divert. And that's also, that's been really hard for me because I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm so focused on like this one thing. It has to be this way. And I'm learning, I need to be more flexible and, you know, it's okay to be fluid with this business. It's okay for things to change, for ideas to change. And yeah, so there's a lot of learning happening for sure. A lot of growth. Yeah, for sure. I can relate because I had not this summer, but last summer been part of the cultivator program. (laughs) I can definitely say like tech is definitely a humbler, even for those who are like you yourself, high achieving and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's the one thing that I'm like, I have to take a seat on this one. This is a different kind of, you know, different. Mm -hmm. It's not even like a typical business which kind of goes into my next question to you. What would you say to someone who is coming up to you and interested in starting in this space? What would be some of the advice that you you could give them into what are you getting yourself into in terms of tech? And I know on TV, it looks all attractive. We've seen the movies of like Zuckerberg and all that, like how he rose to, or, you know, Steve Jobs or, but Mm -hmm. what is, what would you actually tell someone who's talking to you about this process? It's so funny because like my partner and I joke about this all the time. We're like, if someone asks us, we're just going to be like, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) It's a trap. (laughs) But no, seriously, um, the first thing I would say, honestly, it's nice to have a partner. It's really good to have somebody that understands and is at the same stage that you are, can help you out. You know, there are days where it's just like, it just so overwhelming it's nice to have that person to be able to be like okay I have the support I know that this person if I can't make this meeting this person will make it so that's been super super helpful the second thing I will say if you're not techie that's okay you can have a tech business but still you need to know some basics maybe you need to take a couple classes a couple courses read some books I think that really helps just having some base knowledge about it. Because I know like when I went into meetings with like the contractor that we have now, and he would say some things that back then I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? And it would have been nice to have some knowledge of like what he was saying. And then I could be like, okay, yeah, I get it. I kind of understand. Even if I don't really get the specifics of it, at least I get like the general concept. So I would definitely say like just a little bit, just learn a little bit about tech. That would be super, super helpful. The third thing I'm going to say, definitely find yourself a mentor. It's really great to talk to people that already they're in the space they understand they've probably been in the same situation that you've been in they've probably made the same mistakes that you've made and they can help you be like okay yeah no maybe don't go that route maybe do this maybe think about this um there are a lot every time i go to like my mentor meetings there's a lot of different things that they tell me that i'm like oh never thought about that that's actually really cool and so it's just really nice and it's also good to just bounce ideas off them and just say hey what do you think about this I've been thinking about this just bounce ideas from them so I definitely will say yeah 
get a partner, definitely mentor, get a mentor, learn some tech stuff. You know, you don't have to learn the whole shebang, but you know, just a little bit. And if you can maybe get into a program like Cultivator, it's really good to just network with people. I know for us, like we didn't really know anyone in that space and Cultivator was really the way we knew people. And now we know a lot of people in the tech space in Saskatchewan and even in Toronto now. So really get into those spaces, become comfortable with talking to people, networking. Yeah. But there's a lot of things I could say. I could be on here forever <laughs> talking about this. Well, that's great. And I wanted to ask you, finally, where do you see this company in the next one year or the next three years? What's kind of like your dream for this startup that you've created? Our dream for, I mean, like in a year from now, we would really like to have launched in Toronto because I'm in Toronto now. And so it'd be really good to go here. Also, you know, there's a lot more people here. That means more businesses, more users. In four or five years from now, we would like to launch to all of Canada. And we would also like to have, like I said in the beginning, you know, there's a lot of businesses that want to learn how to work on darker skin tones, but they don't have the knowledge. And so, you know, maybe like a training program, but this is for, you know, in the future, but maybe a training program for people, businesses that are interested in working on, you know, darker skin or like hair, trying to find those and put them together. Maybe we have a training certification program for those kind of people. But yeah, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of brewing happening, but super excited to see what happens. Definitely. Thank you so much, Faith, for coming on the Okiki podcast and sharing your startup and sharing the purpose of it and your journey of it so far. Definitely wishing the best for you in this space and with what you're trying to accomplish. And just thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with our audience today. Thank you so, so much for, you know, having me here. I'm super, super, super happy. 